Kohler Smart Toilets introduce a new standard of design and cleanliness, sculptural forms, intuitive technology, and total personalization with integrated warm water cleansing, heated seats, and warm air dryers. For peace of mind and convenience, there are touchless lids, seats, flush, and a self-sanitizing bidet wand. Now you can even use voice commands with Numi 2.0, featuring built-in Amazon Alexa. Explore the complete lineup at Kohler.com slash smart toilets and discover what you've been missing. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Hey friends, are you struggling to attract and retain top talent? If you're worried about recruiting and retention, consider Insperity, a leading HR provider. They'll help you improve hiring and compensation practices so you can spend more time growing your business and less time on HR. Visit insperity.com and download their free ebook on how to build your dream team. Don't let a lack of talent hinder your success. See how Insperity provides HR that makes a difference at insperity.com. Welcome to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast, where we invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience, heal your heart while refining your character, and set you up to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. I'm your host, Karen McMahon founder of Journey Beyond Divorce. My divorce brought me to my knees and it also transformed me and set me on this path to help you. Divorce is hard, but a high-conflict divorce, it's overwhelming. It involves battling not just emotional tolls, but endless court dates, hidden finances, and toxic personalities. This is your call to action. Don't miss the ultimate high-conflict divorce summit from November 13 to 17, 2023. Our summit brings together an unparalleled lineup of experts, featuring leading psychologists who demystify high-conflict personalities 
Securities. Top financial advisors revealing strategies to uncover hidden assets. Esteemed legal minds to guide you toward a favorable settlement. And renowned child experts who will arm you with the tools and tactics needed to fight effectively for custody. Act now and register for free to unlock an exclusive bounty of gifts from all 20 experts, yours just for signing up. Take back control. Visit journeybeyonddivorce.com backslash summit 2023. Register now and reclaim your future. how to cause other people's minds to shift. And the way you get other people's minds to shift is not by telling them it's their own job to do it, but saying, hey, it's my job to get your mind clear. So have you been thinking that you shouldn't have done things that you did? Well, yes. Okay. Well, as I look at that, is that serving you? I don't think it's serving you because if you have that thought, your mind that you call self tries to get you to do things to act differently previously. So anybody who's experiencing regret or guilt, their mind is actively involved in trying to get them to do things differently in the past. Good luck with that. One of the unique facets of high-conflict divorce is trauma, which many couples experience first as children in dysfunctional families and then again throughout their adult relationships. These marriages often ricochet between hostile behavior and tense reactivity, causing further disorder to the entire family. The Divorce Trauma Recovery Series explores the impact of mental illness, addiction, and trauma on individuals, and examines some of the many modalities available to support deep healing. Welcome back to Divorce Trauma Recovery, a look at alternative approaches. Today, we're looking at how to reboot your mind and heal your heart with a uniquely painless and rapid trauma recovery modality called rapid resolution therapy. In this modality, the mind is cleared of negative beliefs, reorganized to see new possibilities, and stops regretting the past and dreading the future. Negative habits and painful emotions are replaced by positive feelings and actions. And freed from the grip of past events, blocked energy is released so that physical and emotional healing can take place. Once the conflict in the unconscious mind has been pinpointed and cleared, the desired change is automatic and lasting. I, I just have such a big wow for that concept. I'm so excited to hear more about this modality. But first, let me introduce today's guest. John Connolly first founded uh, the Institute for Survivors of Sexual Violence, a nonprofit 
engaged in research and development of cutting edge treatment for survivors of trauma. Um, later, early in his career experiences as a child protective service worker and clinical supervisor in a program for traumatized teens, he helped shape the creation of rapid resolution therapy referred to as RRT. RRT offers innovative training programs designed for people looking to relieve suffering. John is the author of Life-Changing Conversations with Rapid Relief with rapid resolution therapy, which demonstrates the power of a single session to resolve ongoing trauma and turmoil and dramatically improve well-being. His next book, Grief is Not Sacred, has just been released and is available through Amazon. Very excited about this conversation. Welcome, John. Karen, I'm delighted to be with you. It's so exciting. I'm so impressed with your mission and the work you're doing and the light that you're shining out there for people who are making their way through the um, web of all kinds of stuff and looking to move forward in a way and claim their own uh, freedom and joy and that your voice goes out there regularly as a, as a light and a guide. So I've been so excited that you invited um, uh, me and that we'll get to uh, just think about stuff together. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, this entire series that I'm doing, John, it's just I've, I've been doing this work for about a dozen years and I have my own trauma that still just raises its head at various times. And so many of the clients we've worked with um, go so far, but there's a wall. There's so often this wall that gets hit or this inability to process and move forward the way they deeply desire to because of past trauma. And so when I started reading about your work and looking through your website and listening, uh, as I did earlier today, again, to some of your testimonials, there was this, there's this really fascinating uh, pattern of it was one session or a few sessions and it was easy and it was immediate and I am free and it is good and I am clear and I am moving on and I am living the life I want to live. And I, it was jaw dropping. I mean, I've heard I've heard some wonderful modalities, but this one seems to stand apart a little bit for me. And so can you just explain to me and and our listeners, uh, what exactly is this therapy? And how is that possible that it happens so quickly? Well, boy, that quickly would mean we'd be, we'd be together all, all day and night doing that. <laughs> but let me give you a couple of highlights. Um, one thing that is different about uh, rapid resolution therapy from um, other uh, treatment modalities is that uh, the RRT facilitator knows that it's his job, her job to get people better. We know that if somebody doesn't get better, it's because we didn't do a good job for them. Um, I, I bet you'd have a hard time um, getting somebody to tell you that they remember when the therapist that they had apologized for not getting them better and said that they, they unfortunately didn't have the skill. Um, well, one of the things people 
um, uh, experience when they meet with me or somebody that I've trained using this method is we begin by saying um, it's my intention that our meeting will have significant value for you. I'm looking for you to be happy with it, satisfied over time. That's what I'm intending and expecting. And that's what I assume full responsibility for causing. If um, if um, you get uh, everything you want and more, I guess I did a pretty good job. If not, then I didn't have the skill, which doesn't mean somebody else won't. But um, should one of us not uh, create the breakthrough we intend, that's what you'll hear. Hey, I'm sorry, I didn't have the skill. I didn't have the key for this particular lock. I'm sure somebody else does. Let me get you with somebody who can uh, do a better job than I did. Um, I never hear that from people in the mental health field. I never hear that from people in the education field. Um, I don't hear um, uh, teachers say, oh, my goodness, my student flunked the exam. I guess I didn't teach well enough. I believe that education and the education industry, the mental health industry, the substance abuse industry all share in common a willingness to blame the people they were inept and unable to do any good for for their own failures. Um, it's not that we never fail, but if we fail, we know whose fault it was. Right. So that's a really interesting foundation. You and and the fact that you're starting there tells me it is very foundational. That something about um, what you created that the practitioner takes full ownership of um, of what does or doesn't occur, uh, that they're at the causal point of either, either solving the problem or not having whatever that is, that skill set or experience to solve it. If I can get back to your original question, which was such a great one, uh, Karen, you said, what's different? And well, you also said, how are you getting it done so quick and painless? How, how come other people aren't? Well, I don't think other people are even intending to. So you might see these guys building a building. And, and then there are other places where there aren't buildings going up. And you say to the guy that's building the building, hey, how come your building is going up? Well, because it's my job to get it up. It's my job to do it. It's my job to put it there. And we're competing against a whole bunch of construction companies that think that buildings are supposed to build themselves. And if they don't, it's their own fault. Um, so uh, a, a huge difference right away is that, um, that it's my job to get you better. Um, you mentioned something, you were transparent, and I believe there's great power in transparency. And you said there's something that hung on and continued to be troubling, even though you've actually successfully gotten to the end of it um, for you. So if you say that to me, um, then I say, well, it's absolutely my job to clear that for you. If you're clear at the end, say, good job, John. And, and if not, I, you won't have to say I suck. I will and say, hey, I'm sorry, Karen, I didn't I didn't have it. But 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 that's not that's not happening much. We're not 
we're not doing much in the way of apologies for not having gotten it done. We we get it done over and over. We meaning I do and people who have um, become um, extensively involved in learning to provide this process also do. So we, we have um, uh, lots of people who are there and well, we have enough people. Let me say that uh, it's not lots yet, but we have we have people that are there and ready to assist people, and we're assisting people all over the globe um, um, around um, creating uh, breakthroughs that end emotional turmoil and that eliminate what we call stucknesses. So stucknesses. If you say I would be better off if I was to stop thinking this way, feeling this right. way, doing these things, and yet I keep doing them, then we say, oh, then you're stuck. And it's my job to um, to get you unstuck and on the other side of that. Um, it almost sounds as though you're, you're describing um, trained individuals who have... Uh, not only a deeper level of ownership and responsibility, but almost like this scientific knowing that it works. It's kind of like, I, I know what it is. I know what I have to do. I, I may not get it done, but but like I'm just hearing this knowing it and how you're speaking as if it's like scientific. It's fortunate to have that um, that experience, but it starts there with taking um, responsibility and and the the parallel that I've been noticing between the educational industry and the mental health industry is that both industries um, uh, blame and shame those that they weren't skilled enough to assist. Um, you know, a, a gal called me the other day, um, a single parent. Karen um, works in a, a, a donut shop like 60 hours a week trying to make enough money to take care of uh, two children. And the assistant principal had called her up. She was really upset. And I said, what what happened? And she said, well, well, they were they were quite upset and, and told me that I had to do something. And I said, oh, my goodness, what happened? And she said, well, my son fell asleep. In, in history class, are they, are they called you? Well, yeah. So, I mean, where is that at? Um, that this, this is a school principal. He's got three psychologists that work for him, uh, six social workers, 12 guidance counselors. Everybody has a master's degree in education. And they can't keep this kid awake by being interesting. And they complain to some gal that works in a donut shop. I, I just said to her, you know, I think you should call him tomorrow morning. And he'll say, well, what is it? And and you say, well, last night he didn't help with the dishes. Fix it. <laughs> I mean, it would make more sense for him to fix that than for, for you to fix the fact that his teachers weren't, weren't, weren't skilled enough to keep people freaking awake. Um, so 
so I'm hearing I'm hearing the criticism of of the the education industry and even you know the the shortfall and I would agree with you when it comes to addiction recovery or mental health recovery it's just it's it's um the success rate is pretty paltry uh, but I don't want, want to actually focus a lot on that because I want my people to hear about like how you're different and and the success that you're finding, because that's really that's going to be their takeaway is there is an open door and a possibility here. And and if you would just share. Um, sure. about so. So. Um, it seems to me that um, the um, the majority of people are believing that things shouldn't have happened the way they did. Meaning they're believing that other people shouldn't have treated them the way they did. And they're also believing that they should have been different with others. Um, so on the one hand, we have uh, resentment. He should have been more fair to me, kinder to me, more loyal to me. He violated my trust. I was abandoned. And on the other side, we have, I'm ashamed. I couldn't keep it together. I feel guilty. It was my fault. And for most folks, they've got both of those things going on simultaneously. Yep. I would suggest that no other life form has ever had that view of things. Camels don't think that way, neither do pine trees. No other life form is thinking that things shouldn't have happened the way they did. When people um, experience that belief, the problem is our mind isn't just in one section. There's this um, more, um, the, the facet of mind that's doing the same stuff that's happening within a kangaroo, causing circulation, respiration, digestion, uh, and all, all kinds of things. And then there's this more advanced component of um, human mind that people identify with. I find that they call the component they identify with I, and they call everything else self. And so you have people saying things like, I don't like myself, or I need to control myself, or I need to motivate myself, or I need to calm myself down. I mean, you say to a zebra, hey, why don't you calm yourself down? And she's going to say, well, gosh, Karen, who's myself and how is she any different than I am? Um, so... Um, we understand that the way that mind is developing and evolving is it, out of the box. It's dysfunctional. Our, 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 our bodies um, and most of our minds are designed to live very well in a situation we'll never be in and, and not how to live in situations that we are in um, uh, on a regular basis. And then on top of that dysfunctional unit, and if you want to make sure that, I mean, I think that, that the way people are designed is dysfunctional. And anytime I find that that's a little foggy for me, I, I just have to look at the cover of any newspaper. Uh, uh, I, I know if I, if I open it, I'll get further proof of how screwed up the whole thing is, but it's like right there on the cover. Um, but, you know, um, how to use this incredible instrument that is your own mind, how to get it working for you in a way that uh, breeds success. Um, I don't remember the 
even one class on how to do that. Um, they had time to teach all kinds of stuff, most of which <laughs> I um, uh, have forgotten and, and never needed. But but simple things like well, useful things like what do you say to your friend when his father dies? Um, what do you do when you didn't get on the cheerleading team? Uh, how do you how do you address this? How do you address that? What's going on? Um, how come you feel jealous? Uh, here's how you can get rid of it. How come you feel scared? Here's how you can get rid of it. I don't remember any classes on that. Um, and I'm talking about all the way through getting a, a degree uh, to be able to offer psychotherapy. I never got a class on that. There's another, I, I keep going back to your original question was such a great question. What's different? I don't know whether your listeners know this, but um, well, as I do trainings and I was doing trainings all over the place and people from all over the country and then all over the world attending the training. And uh, I was um, uh, primarily uh, people in the mental health industry were showing up, psychologists, social workers, counselors. Um, and I would ask this question in the beginning of a class. I'd, I'd say, hey, we're doing a survey and I'd just like to see hands on this. Help me complete this survey in your in your background, in your training as uh, to be a psychologist or a clinical social worker or a psychiatric social worker or a mental health counselor, whatever the heck your degree is, is, is in and your license is in, as you were prepping for that in school, how many hours did you spend observing your teachers do what they were teaching you how to do? And the answer universally is zero. And then I asked the next question, well, how many hours did they spend watching you and coaching you? Um, and the answer was zero. I mean, if you go to learn to uh, fix flat tires, um, do you know how to do it? Nope. OK, uh, Joe, show him how to do it. And then Joe does it, does it, does it. You watch Joe do it. And then Joe says, OK, you give it a shot and you pick the thing up. And Joe says, yep, you could pick the tire up that way. That was fine that time, wasn't it? But if you do that all day long, you're not going to be able to get out of bed tomorrow. Let me show you. You got to do this with your legs here. Watch me. You do it. Nope. A little more. like OK. You teach people how to do things, and then they know how to do them. And, and sometimes I, I have horrified my my uh, mental health uh, 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 people in the audience. I say, imagine you want to horrify yourself. You want to stay awake all night. Just imagine you're going to a dentist who is trained like you. She never saw anybody do dentistry. Nobody ever saw her do dentistry. Nobody ever taught her how to do it. They just gave her a license and a drill and a pair of freaking pliers. Um, and, and so I don't blame the people in the mental health um, uh, industry for not delivering because I didn't deliver. I went through the whole thing it, and, and I tried to, to do it, uh, something useful based on my education. And I remember I, 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 I finally went to a friend and I said, I, I, I finally figured out what I am and who I am. And he said, well, who are you? What are you? And I said, I am a roadblock on the way to mental health. 
people say, oh, I want to feel better. I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to do the work. I'm ready to pay for it. Then they end up with me. And that's when the story ends because I don't do any good for anybody. How did you go from that? Because I know I was reading your, your background. So so here you had years in with sexual trauma and young children in trauma. And it became crystal clear to you that what you were trained in wasn't effective. Well, they so, didn't train us in anything. Well, well so, so what you got your license and I'll say it more correctly, what you were licensed as. Yeah, no, I don't mean I'm not correcting you. I'm just saying it, it, it comes to me. It's not like. You know, because I would talk to people, I'd call my friends. I'd say, you got to help me. What's the matter, John? I think I felt asleep during the class on how you're supposed to assist somebody who has this. And they would say, dude, there was no class on how you do that. I said, well, what about how to do this? No, there was no class on how to do that. So it's not that what they taught me didn't work. They didn't really teach us how to do any. I mean, they never showed us how to do it. Um. Um, all the way through, even what they call a field placement, where you go out there and pretend you know what you're doing and, and, and work with people, you're never observed. You're never observed. So you get supervised by people who have never met or seen the person you're working with and never watch you do anything. Imagine a dentist who's going to teach people how to do dentistry, but will never see the person they do it on before, after, or during. So anyway, what, what I learned is that if the facilitator, the practitioner takes responsibility, well, that's the first step. And then we teach people how to cause other people's minds to shift. And the way you get other people's minds to shift is not by telling them it's their own job to do it, but saying, hey, it's my job to get your mind clear. So have you been thinking that you shouldn't have done things that you did? Well, yes. OK, well, as I look at that, is that serving you? I don't think it's serving you, because if you have that thought, you're mind that you call self tries to get you to do things to act differently previously. So anybody who's experiencing regret or guilt, their mind is actively involved in trying to get them to do things differently in the past. Good luck with that. Anybody who's experiencing resentment, mind is attempting to try to get her to get him to have acted differently previously. As that's going on, energy goes into that. When we put energy into something that doesn't respond to the energy, which that causes, then we end up with feelings of um, of weakness. You know, try to lift something all day and never be able to lift it. It makes you feel weak. The weakness then blossoms into people experiencing helplessness, helplessness then projects into the future. And the guy's experiencing hopelessness. That's pretty damn frustrating. So that pisses him off. He's helpless. He's hopeless. He's pissed off. He's frustrated. We have the witch's brew for depression. And we have um, um, a whole society of people walking around being depressed 
thinking that everybody else is feeling fine, which is another thing that's going on. People think other people are okay. I'm, thank goodness, lucky enough to realize that hardly anybody is doing okay. Because, uh, I mean, the people that everybody wants to be come to me. Uh, uh, you know, how you doing? Awesome, awesome. You know, oh, okay, how are you actually doing? Oh, man, I was thinking of shooting myself yesterday, but um, okay, so that's how you're actually doing. But how do you show up in public? Awesome. So everybody right. thinks that that's how everybody else is. Right. When actually, if you want to know how everybody else is, just read the front page of the newspaper. And and maybe it's not as dramatic, but that dysfunction, that feeling of anxiety, depression, fearfulness, resentment, loneliness um, is incredibly prevalent. And, um, and, 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 and we attempt to solve it in asinine ways, like telling people if they're in pain to let go of it as if they were holding it. Um, uh, uh, and telling people that things that make them feel um, uh, bad about feeling bad. So there's incredible shame, incredible guilt, um, resentment, all that stuff. And from outside, if you tell me that's going on for you, then it's my um, it's my interest, my desire, and my mission to fix it. Right. So if, when you said, hey, there's something that's continued to bother me, even though it's already finished. I mean, if you told me that while um, we're, we're meeting, I'm thinking, well, gosh, when I'm done with you, I see you walking out and I'm going to say to you, I'd like you to try to get bothered by that thing. Really try. When wow. you say, whoa, I used to be able to and I don't know how any longer. Then I did a good job. And if you say, yeah, I can still feel it, then I say, well, I didn't do well for you. Let's keep going. Or if I don't think I can do it, let me get you somebody who can. You've been listening to our podcast, Getting Educated regulating your emotional reactions and it's been really helpful yet you know you could do better be better and you're wanting and needing more support that's where our coaching service is a game changer we're here for you when you need us the most ensuring you have all the tools and resources at your fingertips guiding and supporting you to be more effective our free rapid relief call helps you gain a broader perspective, commit to your best next steps, and determine what coaching support is right for you. Visit rapidreliefcall.com to book your call today. Hi. 
Hi, this is attorney Billy Tarasio, and my partner Julie and I have created a resource for you if you are representing yourself in family court. No one should go into family court without knowing the basics, and we will teach you everything you need to know at Win Without Law School to represent yourself with confidence. We'll teach you how to get exhibits in, how to draft your pretrial statements, and how to speak to the judge so the judge will listen. We'll teach you how to defend against false accusations and everything you need to know to be an effective advocate, both if you're negotiating or if you're presenting evidence. Don't wait. Go to winwithoutlawschool.com. We can help you. First of all, I so agree with you. There's just, and especially in today's age, age of social media, everybody puts on their makeup and they do their selfies and the whole world looks like they're so happy and doing well when that's not the real story. And then with our listeners, it's like you're going through the hardest transition of your life. And, and yeah, you can have friends telling yourself, telling you to pull yourself up by your bootstraps or, you know, he, he doesn't, you know, he's not worth it anyway, or, and so there's all of this external messaging, but but you just said some really interesting things. You talked about using the mind for success and 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 shifting the mind, like how, how you're shifting the mind and how if I'm hearing you correctly, like part of this whole trauma thing is my mind is trying to its job is to protect me and change things but it's trying to change something in a time that no longer exists in the past. And so, so I end up in this, this um, catch 22. You, you, you really nail it, Karen. It's beautiful. If the emotional turmoil that people are experiencing is because their mind is attempting to get them to do something that doesn't need to be done about something that doesn't exist. Um, so if your mind is trying to get you to do something that doesn't need to be done and that can't possibly be done about something that doesn't actually exist and doesn't freaking mean anything. Then and, and, and yeah, to your point, you feel weak. The weakness leads to helplessness. The helplessness leads to hopelessness. The hopelessness needs leads well, to you depression. Holy that, cow. To me. You totally got that. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's depression. And the other thing people are going through is anxiety, where their their well, one is their bodies are are preparing for stuff that's never going to happen. Their mind is is racing in order to gather enough information, and then it's starting to try to gather information about what's wrong with itself. And so mind is racing through right. trying to amass more and more information about what's wrong with me in order to get me better. It's a runaway train. People can't stop that on their own. And, 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 and the lifeguards that are out there, it's right. So if you're drowning, like we always say, if you're drowning, you need a lifeguard. And what you're saying is like the whole world is drowning and the lifeguards don't know how to swim. Yeah. And I sometimes need one. And I know enough if I'm, uh, struggling with something that I call somebody else because anybody knows more about how to assist me than I do. Um, 
so it has to be it has to be an outside job like part of what I you're saying so. is um what what's the saying i've heard it a lot lately it's like you can't see what's in the inside the jar from the inside it's almost like you need someone outside looking even to a be able good to massage help therapist you. gives herself a lousy back rub yeah. <laughs> very well played um yeah. so so Is you this... want, first of all, a massage therapist who says you lay on the table, getting you relaxed and comfortable with your body working well is my job. Right. Right. And then who knows how to do that and cause that. We know how to cause that with people's minds so that guilt disappears, shame disappears. All this stuff that was installed, we installed that in our children. Um, you know, in order to control them. Um, that Those aren't things other life forms experience. Right. As humans, I think that we have a brilliant mind that is both a yin and a yang for us. Um, you know, I, I have I have dogs and I love my dogs. And just knowing that they just don't have the same parts of the brain and they don't worry like we do. They don't fret like we do. They don't live in the past and the future like we do. Um, you know, little children, yeah, aren't they puppies. Wonderful? Yeah, very present. And those who are very present tend to be rather joyful, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot we can learn from our uh, our puppies, that's for sure. And so, you know, I... I grew up in a household with, you know, with whatever dysfunction my parents had. And and then I went out and I married some version of what I grew up with. And, and then I brought children in the world and they grew up with whatever that dysfunction was. And so here we've got, you know, a, a, a planet filled with people who need um, what it sounds like you you offer. Can you well, Karen, I, ju I just want to comment well, what what you said, and I hear from your listeners in particular are have probably had somebody suggest to them that there's something wrong with them because they attracted this guy. If you were emotionally sound, you wouldn't have brought this maniac home and, and decided to, to have children with him. And a ton of people have been made to believe that when here's the deal about about finding somebody. Uh, and I'm speaking to women now. So um, if you meet this guy and he finds you interesting, it's his job to um, create conquest. And. Times have changed, and we now frown on him doing conquest by hitting you on the head with the, with a club and dragging you back to the cave. That that's not supposed to happen any longer. So, but he goes into conquest mode. In it, um, I mean, this guy's fixing himself up for a date, you know, and he's looking good, and he's checking his hair, and he's putting a little bit of uh, something supposed to make him not smell so bad, slapping it onto his face, um, and and then he's going to be leaning forward, attentive. Uh, well, where? What do you like? What do you enjoy? And then she says something, and he's going to lean forward and say, "That's fascinating," and and he's not. He's in pursuit mode. 
and he's looking to cause her to fold. And that's what he's programmed to do. That's what he's supposed to do. And that's what you're seeing. And then um, and then from there, it transitions to this thing is so lovely. Let's find a way to secure it. And then um, we find ways to move this thing from he's pursuing you to um, now you take relate, which is a beautiful thing. It's a verb. It means relate. I'm relating. You're relating. We're doing that. But then people take relate, this beautiful thing, turn it into relationship. Now they've taken a verb and turned it into a noun so that it's like stagnant and still. And they put all kinds of things in to make sure that this thing is secure, like you get it legalized and blessed and you and bring in Bank America and and all both families and all of the neighbors. Uh, and, 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 and then you wake up and there's this person in your bed and you might think, oh, I guess he must like me. Um, oh, well, no, because that's his bed. So that's where he would go to bed. It doesn't have anything to do with liking me. And and there's certainly no way easy out of this. And it's moved into a into a situation based on obligation. All kinds of different things come out of this guy. He begins to think, act, talk, everything different than the guy that you were originally connecting with. But um uh, too many women are thinking, well, it's because I attracted that I had a my my daddy wasn't nice to me. And that's why I attract narcissists. And apparently everybody who, who was a female is already involved with a narcissist, um, at least two, probably their father and their boyfriend or husband or both, uh, maybe three. Um, wh wh whereas um, what you initially found so appealing was him in pursuit. And that is not going to tell you about him in obligation. So that's interesting. So that those were the two words that I wrote down too. So you're saying there's a state of pursuit and there's a state of obligation. And one is in a flow with a mission. And the other one I heard you say is stagnant. Well, you take the word relate, which is a verb. It's something we're doing right now. I'm doing it. You're doing it. We're doing relating. It's lovely. It's like a lovely. This is such a cool thing to do. But if we say, gosh, I'm really liking relating to you. And you say, and I like relating to you. Well, we don't want to lose that. No. no. So we have to secure it. This is this beautiful butterfly. I mean, it's amazing. It landed on the back of my hand. I, I can't believe how beautiful it is. I don't want it to ever fly away. It's so beautiful. Here, let me put it in the kill jar. And, and then I can put it in, in a frame on my wall. You know, I hammer it to the wall. And, and, and you come over and, and, and I say, let me show you the butterfly. You say, yeah, it, it's really beautiful. And I say, yeah, isn't it something? I just keep thinking something's missing. You say, yeah, you know what's missing, asshole? The butterfly is missing. <laughs> you destroyed the butterfly so you could have it. People try to have love. 
And so they batten it down in relationships, batten it down with 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 legal commitments. And if 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 love survives that, which occasionally it does, I think you put those in museums, then then um, array on that. But people expect that that's going to work. So people feel, oh, I'm defective because this didn't work for me. It, 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 it's, are, are, it's you, are you saying are you saying the paradigm of marriage is broken? Oh, I'm saying that if you want to know why you're miserable, check out Hallmark, Hallmark, check out Valentine's Day, check out girl porn, girl porn, you know about girl porn, right? All those um, uh, romance novels where this gal is like swooning so she can have sex without any responsibility. Why, why is it all these women look helpless on the cover of these girl porn books? Um uh, they're all like leaning backwards. Some guy with his shirt off is holding them up. If he dropped them, they'd break their heads. Um, because you finally get what we're programming women to want, which is great sex with no no responsibility. It's not their fault it's happening. Um, they're not initiating that. They're getting pursued and taken Um um, so yucky. And then when you try to save the magic by battering it down with right. obligation, with legality, with promises, you know, I can tell you how I can tell your listeners and most of them won't like me, but I can tell your listeners how they how these women can avoid ever experiencing this thing they call betrayal. And just just for the record, uh, we have almost equal male and female listeners, so and both tend to get betrayed. So I'm just I'm curious well, if what you're exists. saying. But if you if you if you don't want to get betrayed. If somebody comes to you and says, hey, you know, I love you so much, I promise that I'll stay with you even if I don't like you. Not only that, I won't have sex with other people that I really want to have sex with. If I say that and you say, okay, I'm in, I'd like that, I'll accept that promise, be ready to get betrayed. Listeners, Karen told me it would be okay if I got in here and told you about my free co-parenting masterclass. It's November 9th at 10 a.m. Central Time. Just go to lisakoski.com. It's L-E-S-A-K-O-S-K-I. Go to my online courses and sign up for that free webinar. We are going to talk about tools to help you co-parent well, even with a really difficult co-parent. In addition, we're going to talk about what your kids go through during divorce, how to tell your kids you're getting divorced. And as a bonus, we have Tammy Wallensack along to talk about what to do with the family home. We are so excited to be offering this free and we just urge you to sign up if you're having any issues co-parenting. We want to help you. So join me November 9th at 10 a.m. Sign up at lisakoski.com. 
Divorce is hard, but a high-conflict divorce, it's overwhelming. It involves battling not just emotional tolls, but endless court dates, hidden finances, and toxic personalities. This is your call to action. Don't miss the ultimate high-conflict divorce summit from November 13 to 17, 2023. Our summit brings together an unparalleled lineup of experts, featuring leading psychologists who demystify high-conflict personalities, top financial advisors revealing strategies to uncover hidden assets, esteemed legal minds to guide you toward a favorable settlement, and renowned child experts who will arm you with the tools and tactics needed to fight effectively for custody. Act now and register for free to unlock an exclusive bounty of gifts from all 20 experts, yours just for signing up. Take back control. Visit journeybeyonddivorce.com backslash summit 2023. Register now and reclaim your future. So uh, we're we're veering a little bit off of the beaten path here. So so yeah, yeah, um, I'm I'm fascinated <laughs> by your perspective, but I, I do want to kind of make a left hand turn back to um to to this modality of yours. Yes. And so we were talking we were talking about that whole cycle of um focusing on the past and the future and kind of falling into helplessness, hopelessness and depression and anxiety. And, and, and what I'm hearing is that your modality understanding that has a way to kind of cut through all of the noise. And, and are we talking about like through or conversation through um, spotlighting certain ways of thinking. Let me be more specific because you're asking great questions. So um, we don't want rabbit while running from wolf to be distracted by carrots. We so don't want mind- rabbit running from wolf to be distracted by carrots. Okay, I'm with you. So the mind of the rabbit causes the... Um, information about the wolf to come in so big it enlarges it and that way rabbits don't see carrots when they're running from wolves afterwards you say rabbit i'm so glad you're alive that was one big ugly wolf i mean did you see how it just uh, the rabbit's going to say what wolf karen because rabbits don't store information now, do you, I got to get a little personal with you here. Do you take baths or showers? Uh, both. But when my body's aching, I love a good Epsom salt bath. Can you remember the last bath? Uh-huh. Remember the last bath and remember it this way. Remember what you were seeing and what you were feeling on your body, what it was like to breathe in warm, humid air, what it was like to just have all of that warmth going like through your skin and into the muscles. You can remember that, right? I can. 
and this is a multi-dimensional remembering of it, but I, I don't think you're confused about whether or not we're talking while you're in the tub. Right? Yeah. So you were able to remember it, but you're not confused about whether it's happening. Right, right. It's clearly in the past and it's... When memory. there's a trauma, the data about... See, if somebody's getting mugged, there's a knife to his throat, He's not thinking about what he's going to have for dinner when he goes home. The future stops. And in order to make sure that mind focuses on the action of what's happening, that picture enlarges. So imagine if you would watching a horror film and then the knife is going up and it's on its way down and somebody pushes the pause button and then the screen gets enlarged 12 times. And that then is stuck in her head. Because that's what happens. Those events that were disturbing get stuck in the processor within the unconscious mind as if it's an enlarged photograph. With that going on, you'll find that somebody um, may be reluctant to talk to you about it. So if you say to your friend, hey, Joe, you know, I know that you um, uh, saw some people shot when you were over there in the war. And it sounds pretty exciting. Tell me what went on there. Tell me about a day. Uh, I'm not talking to you about that. Well, why not? I mean, pretty interesting. Or you say to your friend, so, gosh, I heard you got raped. Tell me every detail. Well, I'm not talking. Why not? Because mind has that stored in a way that to think of it causes it to be experienced as if it Relived. is happening, as opposed to your bath. Which That's you fascinating. Recall. That's yeah. fascinating. So what we do is find that if there's a whole bunch of these blips that are stuck in the processor, people's minds processor outside of conscious awareness, if there are those blips stuck there, then, then that's sucking energy every moment. And it's sucking energy away from things like the body healing itself. Creativity, passion, desire, interest, fun, excitement, magic, seeing solutions seizing opportunities. It sucks energy away from all of that stuff. And that's without it even being conscious. And, and continues to feed this trauma experience that well, can be yeah, then, relived in a... Well, then when anything happens that has a similarity, it works like tuning forks. And it can have a... So that your friend dives under the couch when he hears a firecracker because he saw his friend blown up with a hand grenade. I mean, he didn't be, develop a, a firecracker phobia. This data blip, this enlarged photograph is jammed in there and mind will then, if anything that has any kind of similarity, even including a similarity and meaning takes place, mind then vibrates that thing. And so, people are but, feeling it. And you know what we call that in RRT world? What's that? Normal. Because you don't find people who don't have that going on unless we've already worked with them and cleared it. 
it's normal, but not optimal. So can I share something personal? Well, you betcha. Okay. So um, I'm, I'm a 62 years old and um, well, you do that. Well, bottle it and retire. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, so at the age of 14 to 16, I was um, very regularly raped by somebody. So I have this, like, I have this, and I went through years of therapy and, you know, I can talk about it. Like it's this other thing. And yet, in these last few years, I'm like, there's a reason I haven't ended up in a healthy, intimate relationship. Now, this may or may not be true, but my thought is there's a trauma that's that's somehow blocking me from if you, all of I those things. This, dear, dear Karen, if you were to think about it and describe it in detail, would it be disturbing? Yeah. Okay. Then it's not, in my book, cleared. And when we got done with you, you could describe it in detail over lunch. Fascinating. It would move to where the info about the bath is. It's just an experience. You can remember it vividly. But you're not like plugged into it. But you're not saying, it. oh, man, I can't be in the bath. I'm talking to you. I just met you. And here I am yeah. in the there's none of that going on. But with That's, this thing, it didn't process through. Right. We got to get this large stuck photo. Like think about the, 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 the pause button was pushed and now it's eight times larger. If, if I do this with you, you're going to see the photograph and then you're going to see her breathing. And as soon as you see that photo of breathing, you're no longer stuck. You're no longer trapped. You're no longer there. And if you want to do something interesting um, that a number of people have done, and and you uh, you 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 seem to me to be somebody who has the, the 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 ability to do that, I would at some point be happy to meet with you, do another podcast, and in the podcast, I would work with you right there in front of your listeners and clear this trauma. Really? Oh, I'd love to. As would I. And I mean, I'm getting I'm I getting teary-eyed at the thought that, like, to me, this is such a a, a knot, such a block in my life. But it life. doesn't have to be. Because right. the thing, my friend, is that the real deal, the good news is, I'll, I'll show you. Can you feel your pulse? Mm-hmm. Okay. If you just feel your pulse for a moment, you're feeling your heartbeat. Right? Mm -hmm. That's what that is. You're feeling your heartbeat. Now, so you got raped when you were how old? 14. Okay. Now, if I said to you, well, how do you do with it? You might think, how did I do with it? What kind of crazy ass question is that? Well, you know what? The answer to how you did with it is right under your fingers. Because every single heartbeat means that you are the victor. You beat it. 
you see a car and the license plate says former prisoner of war. Why the hell would they put that there? Because he won. They didn't have any Toyotas for him to drive around in in the prison camp. And if you're alive at the other side of being raped, you did the rape fine. Because the only thing that you need to do while getting raped is not be dead. The only thing you need to do is be alive when it's done. And you are. And so you've triumphed. The victory is completely yours. But you know what? Your mind at another level hasn't gotten the good news. So there's no big unpleasant thing to go through, but there's sharing this good news. Think of this gal. She's a soldier. She's crawling in the mud. There are snakes. There are bugs. And yet she doesn't want to put her head up because she doesn't want to get blown off. And then you say to me, you know what? I think we got some good news for her. And I say, what's the good news you want to share with her? And you'd say, well, for one, the war is over. And two, she won. She's alive. So, my friend, this war is over and you absolutely won. And during that, you weren't even thinking about what the what you'd have for dinner later. Much less what guest you'd have on your podcast. So it's simply conveying the news of your victory to the facet of mind that hasn't gotten that good news. And then you're clear and free. And then you can talk about it over lunch. Guy having lunch with you might say, well, could we talk about this when I'm not eating pizza? But but you would be fine and you will be fine. And we'll get that done for you. Well, um, I will take you up on that uh, invitation. I would love to do that. And I think it would actually be a wonderful thing for my listeners to, oh, it's, uh, it's, to it's hear amazing, and experience. Because we can talk about it and sort of circle the wagons here. But if you tell them um, and uh, you tune in on this date and you're going to watch me work with a guy who developed rapid resolution therapy on a rape that happened to me as a teenager. Yeah. You're going to blow up with listeners for that one. Well, so let's do this because I actually have another appointment. Let's uh, let's end on that really intriguing note. Uh, Please tell our listeners how they can find you and about your Monday evening solutions, and then we'll we'll plan this next. Thank uh, you episode. so much, and that would be so exciting to do. I feel this connection to you, Karen, and I'd love to be of service. I hope you give me a chance. The um, so we do a um, a free group um, a number of times a month. Um, there are earlier ones, but the uh, the one that's every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, it's called Solutions. You can register through the website. It's free. You can bring people with you, bring as many people as you want. And people raise their hands and address issues that they are stuck or troubled by. Um, um, the gal uh, on uh, was yesterday, right? So today's Tuesday. Yeah, and Gal yesterday was telling me, um, I mean, she had just miscarried the, the day before. And yeah. and we're 
connecting and dealing with that. Somebody else pops on and 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 her cat died that day. Somebody else pops on and she's an entrepreneur and she seems to hit a ceiling at around three million profit and wants to get past it. So the craziest divergent things, but it's all available and it's free and you'll learn if you just listen to others and you can participate and get your uh, concern individually addressed. Um, and uh, that's through the website rapidresolutiontherapy.com. There are a ton of different podcasts done by different people um, that people can also find on the website and listen to all kinds of um, interviews with me. And this one will be there because I'm so happy with how this turned out. Um, and I do a lot of teaching of people who are interested in learning to apply this process to themselves and others. So um, it's it's just the most gratifying, fun, satisfying thing I could be doing is, is having a chance to spread this word so that people can live um, free from suffering, oppression, and 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 break out of it and and experience our lives joyfully. Um, so that's how to get in touch. I meet with people individually. We have others that have trained to a high level that do that. Also, so people could meet with me. They can meet with people who trained with me. People can jump in and be trained to be one of the people that others meet with. So um, all that is available at rapidresolutiontherapy.com. And all you have to do to jump in is be interested in um, how you can benefit personally and help others. I, I, I just... I am so delighted with this conversation. You're, you're a very colorful, interesting guy. And what you do just sounds uh, nothing shy of miraculous. And so I just want to thank you. Thank you for your oh, service. You're, thank you're you for a, coming. You've been a lovely host. I'm having such a nice time with you, Karen. You keep trying to end it and I keep going further because <laughs> I'm having such fun with you. But I understand. Well, 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 as long as as long as I can think of this as we're going to really push a pause button and meet Absolutely. again at a later time. It'll be easier for me to let you go because I'm yeah. I'm really having fun with you. And I know we have to go on and, and live the rest of your life. <laughs> so thank, thank you, you, thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. You're a lovely gal. And, um, and figure out how you did that thing where you look like that at 62 years old. <laughs> uh, a lot of people need that information. And for... For our listeners, uh, go and check out the site. There are amazing testimonials. There's a really interesting podcast. And and if you're on this episode and you're listening, you know, you're struggling with something. If you're on Journey Beyond Divorce, you're struggling with something. Uh, check out uh, check out John and his modality and his website and see if there isn't some real promise there for you. And stay tuned for my next episode with John, where you're going to find out even more about my personal life and some of my trauma and uh, and see a transformation, which I am very excited about. I'm excited too, dear. Thanks for having me. Thank you. We'll be back soon. Take care. 
Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon. Kohler Smart Toilets introduce a new standard of design and cleanliness, sculptural forms, intuitive technology, and total personalization with integrated warm water cleansing, heated seats, and warm air dryers. For peace of mind and convenience, there are touchless lids, seats, flush, and a self-sanitizing bidet wand. Now you can even use voice commands with Numi 2.0, featuring built-in Amazon Alexa. Explore the complete lineup at Kohler.com slash smart toilets and discover what you've been missing. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.